This is Bees Pod and this is High Five. Um, and then back to City again. Obviously, when we went up to Main Road, um, mm. we went one down and then Dougie pulled it back to, to one all, so we were ahead on aggregate. Um, I think the memory serves me right. It's around about 60-something minutes, I think, he equalised. So there was still quite a while left yeah. in the in the game. Yeah. Do you think that we've got the legs to hang on to this or if we can see one, we can take it to extra time? I think when it walked up after I told the ref to abandon it, I said, I think, yeah. you know, there's, there's far too can't play in this. So I was asking, pleading. Um, I just, I don't know, maybe that, look, you know, when, when you look at what they threw up front second half, you had Quinn, uh, Walsh and Rusler, I think you're playing up front. They played the three up front second half and oh my God, they were, they, you know, that, that was tough. And, and they, they broke us down eventually. Yeah. Look, I don't think we disgraced ourselves at any stage and, you know, you know, to be ahead at, Know, twice once at home and then when we equalised up there to still be ahead in the tie was was uh, incredible um, and, and again playing at the old stadium the old main road which was something special for, yeah. for a lot of us um, uh, and I have to say after the game Francis Lee who was their chairman at the time come in and was was wonderful you know he, he was very glowing of us and, and very appreciative I mean they've beaten us so that obviously makes a difference as well but you know the whole the whole thing was they were they were very gracious again looked after as well um, and as I say we come out of there with our heads held up pretty high as you know considering what we were playing with and playing against um, when you look at four two over two legs against a top top team who've gone on to uh, you know prove to be one of the best teams in the world um, I don't think that's a that ain't too bad we'll take that one yeah um, and I think that season as well uh, you know when you look back through it. January and February, when the goals dried up for not just Dougie, Mark Cooper as well, and there wasn't anything coming from any, anywhere else. And then seems it seemed like once we got to March again and Dougie started firing again, um, we hit the patch again. But do you think? Do you sort of feel we underachieved maybe a little bit because it was quite it was an exciting team to watch. You know, you've mm. got Dougie's twenty nine goals. Um, we should have finished maybe a bit higher. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. But again. Um... If, if we had a lot, you know, a lot of turnover of players, a lot of new players that had not played at that level, and you know, Dougie was still young, and so we had that that spell where he didn't score, and you know, they're going to get that. It happens. It happens. And you know, Mark Cooper again, they fed off each other. When you look at it, they, they had a very good partnership. Did, yeah. So if one's not quite firing, and the other one, you know, look, you're only been games by scoring goals. We we know that, and, and and Barnett have proved that over the over the years many times. But yeah. Um, Again, we were just, were we strong enough in, in certain places? Probably not. Um, so, again, Clem had come into that level and, and, and he's always been at the very top level. So, he was learning all the time about what sort of players fit into the right holes and, yeah. and doing that. So, look, it was always a learning process um, for them. And obviously, you know, when, when you're a new manager and, and a new board at club and that, you, you have to get people out that have been there a while and you know that, you know me included I, I, I don't think it was ever going to be um, a, a reason to keep me there you know for not I don't take anything you know we're always disappointed when when we leave club and I, and I was gutted when I, when I left there because I was you know I'd gone from being the manager of that particular thing to being told that you can stay but the money would be particularly poor but I think it was just an offer to say you know well do you want to stay but knowing full well I was never going to um so I I, kind of not felt part of it for a for a little spell um at the end of that season so I knew I knew the writing was on the wall for me and I knew some of the guys the other ones that sort of stayed alongside me were were on their their way obviously news walks and and a few others were always going to disappear so it was going to be you know get the broom in sweep them out get get on with a new club which it happens it certainly happens, but uh, you know, look, it's, it was an end of a long time. I mean, over the years, I've probably spent nearly ten years of my life playing there, and I, I, I don't know how many games, maybe five hundred games for the club. I don't know something like that. And um, but I've been very lucky that I was the first, I think, player to reach hundred league games, which is, which was was special. Um, you know, the, the, there's been so many good good times here that I'm, you know, the bad the bad ones are. Kind of, you know, they'll they, they filter away eventually. Um, but as I say, I, I, I do miss it. I do miss the place. And when they obviously moved to the Hive, terrific place. I mean, what a stadium, what a, 
um, training area. It's got everything that you that you want, and you know I'm always wishing them to go and do better than what they all than they have done. Um, I don't know the reasons. Uh, you know, we all have our ideas, and we all have you know, our own opinions. Got quite a few of the same reasons, but yeah, yeah. There's um, I, I just you know I I what I felt, and again, and then it's no you know, slight Antonio or anybody else, but I don't think they've embraced the past enough sometimes where, you know, the guys like, not just me, but all the other guys that have ever played for the club and been successful, don't think they've ever been welcomed into it, which is a shame because I, I just feel that maybe that little link between the supporters and, and the part, look, again, we're not asking for, you know, special treatments and that, but I just think occasionally it would be nice, you know, if the lads that did play in the past were invited along maybe and just, a little bit of interaction with, with the supporters and yeah. stuff. But I don't think that's ever really been... I think no. that was kind of left yeah. at Andrea when, or oh, you've done that, but this is a new venture and you're not part of it. And, you know, it's still Barnet Football Club as far as I'm concerned. I know it's not in Barnet and I know that always causes an issue. But, you know, generally, they still got to be on the on the shirt and they've still got the players playing in amber and black and, you know, still got players like Darren who played at the old place and understands what it's about. Um, and again, listen, we, as oldens, we can't make you any better because we're finished. But mm. I just think it would have been nice to have um, maybe had a bit more involvement at the place. Um, look, you know, next year we, we've, um, you know, I don't know if I said to you, we, we've got our 30, yes. 30th anniversary, yeah. obviously. You know, and I've been in touch with Eddie Steen. I spoke to Barry Fry this week and we would love to get all the players back together. And that's something we intend to do now. How are we going to do it? Do we have a dinner? <clears throat> After gala dinner, do we have a question and answer night? We'd like to do it now. You know, I, I will speak to Tony obviously and ask him if if maybe something can be done at the hive. If not, then we'll we'll find somewhere to do it. But I just think it'd be a lovely thing to embrace them lads yeah. that, that got the club into the football league for the very first time. Yeah. You know, make a fuss yeah. of them and 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 hopefully yeah. have a few beers and tell over some old stories and. Uh, Blossom, make them sound better than what they ever were, and uh, you yeah. know, to tell them how great we were, yeah. and you know, this, that, and the other, and you were brilliant, and oh, I love you. And but it, it would be nice, and as I say, I think that's something. And, and me and Eddie are going to try and um, you know, so put something together and say Barry was 100% behind it, he, he'd love to get involved. So, again, through this, if we could you know, somehow get some sort of system put in place or a a yeah. committee of some sort yeah. and say, well, look, you know, let, let's let's try and get some. We'd like to do it probably next April, if possible, because of the way the season's going to run. Um, so, again, you know, I'm throwing that one out there a little bit, Trev, and, and if you know, somebody's interested and we can put something together, yeah. some ideas, yeah. then uh, let's go for it. There's plenty of comments coming through, so make sure when we finish this, go back and have a look through, because you, you should be able to see it if I stick it on your timeline and that. But, yeah, there's a lot... Yeah. That are, uh, are very interested in. I'd say it started before my time, but it's still something I would go and and see and listen, you know, to the stories. I don't think you can never you can never know enough about the history, you know, of your own club. You're not getting all the stories. You won't get them all. You'll get the you'll get the filled version. Yeah, two beers. I'm I'm telling you, you get whatever you like. <laughs> but listen, I, I I think you said to me earlier, you you I think you asked me the question, and I'm, I've just picked a bit of paper off the floor about you were going to ask me. I think for my best team, did, was that one of the oh, questions yeah, you were going yeah, to say? We'll come to that in a minute. I've just got right. Go on. Just I've picked up. up off the floor. That's how good it was. <laughs> um, right. So obviously after you left Barnet, then it was on to Aylesbury as mm. player manager, um, and then a bit of a tour around a few more non-league clubs and a couple of football league stops, and then back into non-league with. Grays and Hemel, was there always that sort of, um, what's the word, you know, wanting to come back to non-league to get to Grays and Hemel, though you had, you know, a couple of football league stops at clubs? Yeah, um, I just, I just love football and, you know, I, I, and I quite enjoyed it. So I'd done coaching, I, I went back into management, uh, I played till I was 40 plus, which was lovely. I played at Aldershot, which was a lovely little football club. I have to say, I had a great time there. Aylesbury was, was a terrific football club and that's another one. And unfortunately, it's gone. To, yeah. well, that was a terrific stadium we had. We used to get good crowds, and you know, it, it, it reminded me very much of almost a Barnet, but you know, not not as good. But it had that little Barnet-esque sort of uh, touch about it. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time there. I had two little spells there, and obviously, you know, then you filter into doing a bit of coaching. Uh, I was still working. I was a postman for three and a half years, and uh, 
you know, I've done all sorts of jobs, gardening, as we talked about earlier, um, worked in factories and dug holes and, and painted houses and <coughs> done all sorts just to earn a living. But I got sucked back into coaching and, you know, took a lot of my badges. Um, opportunity come up at Crystal Palace to do a bit of part-time stuff, which I've been working alongside painting. Um, and then it was nearly eight years ago now I, I went there and, and I've been doing the uh, under-23s, under-18s uh, academy goalkeepers ever since. And luckily enough, I've, I've done a few spells with the first team in between managers. I think I've had eight managers since I've been there. Um, so in between time, I've, I've jumped in with the first team again, um, which has been, you know, yeah. very, very, very good. I've enjoyed that. Um, but I, I, I love doing what I'm doing. I, I, I still get little pains of management, but then... Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen now. I'm far on the wrong side of uh, 35 now for that, isn't it? Um, yeah, you've got to be younger. But uh, I, I, I love doing what I'm doing. Um, I enjoy still kicking balls at people. The left foot still ain't too bad. Um, and as I say, I've learned a lot. It's, no, right, don't even bring that one up. Just because... Just because it was on the telly the other day, Mike Bassett. And uh, it's, if you look in the record book, though, whatever happens, it's still a Mark Newson own goal because I never touched it. Being that Mark's a very good mate of yours as well, to stick it on yeah. your right leg. I told him, he's, he, it was an awful back pass. Yeah. Now, you know, Bob Alls, it done all sorts of things. Yeah, but uh, yeah, then uh, even my my daughters obviously were, were young and uh, they're all filming it the other night and sending it to me on WhatsApp. They thought it was hilarious <laughs> and they're... Their partners were thought it was a terrific. Yeah, well done. Well, I will get them back. I will get them back. But uh, yeah, apart from that one, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll gloss over that one as much as we can. I didn't even get any money for it either. I'm disappointed. No, no royalties do, from uh, yeah. Mike Bassett. <laughs> Nothing. You need to put in for them royalties. Oh shit! I will await them out. It's been played lately. I, I think I'll be earthing a few quid, won't I? But, yeah. Right. Let's go with this best team then. Right. Although well, I was well, asking, obviously, I was saying to everyone. I've asked Martin. Well, Martin said he'd pick his best team. I asked Ian for his. Um, and then I asked Gary for his. And the response I got from that was, how am I going to pick this team? He said, I'm going to upset some people doing this. But I said, well, I said, you can have seven subs. I think Ian had eight in the end because he didn't want to leave any of his mates out. So, <laughs> Well, I've gone European. I've gone nine subs. So there oh, you go. Nice. We've, uh... <laughs> yeah, go on then. Well, look, we're going, I'm going with the manager first. So we're... we're this is all purely Barnet. This so Barry Fry is obviously my manager. So I've got Eddie Steen as my assistant. Yeah. Not my assistant. Barry's assistant. I've got Wayne Turner as the coach. Yeah. Right. And we're kit man. You've got this is massively important. We've got Big Gordon Ogborn and Laird Budge, who were fantastic yeah. people. A groundsman, Colin Payne. He was yeah. he was one of the best signs we ever had there. Chairman is Ricky George. Yeah. Right. And then obviously my two physios is the late great. Chrissy Hewitt, who we had there before, and a lot of, he was the early days. Chris, yeah, some stories for me. I love Mr. Hewitt, and unfortunately, we lost him a little while ago. He was a lovely fella. And I'm going to put Gary Lewin as a physio, but he's also my reserve goalkeeper, right? So he, right. he covers two okay. spots. So, because he played there. So, right, here we go. In yep. goal, and I'll make no apologies for this, but I am picking myself because I was sort of manager after that, so I'm allowed to. You're not right? even so, manager. Will Barry pick you? Yes, he would. He would have no choice of that one. <laughs> so, myself in goal, and yeah. my back four. Paul Wilson at right back. Yeah. Kevin Millett at centre-half yeah. alongside Mick Bodley. Yes, Mick Bodley. What a name is. What a player, yeah. yeah. And my left back, which was a tough one for me, was Dominic Naylor. Naylor, I thought you'd go for that. Yeah, that, that yeah, left foot thunderbolt. He could, he could smash it. Now, my midfield four. I'm, I've gone old school 4-4-2 four, four, here, by yeah. the way. Right. Here's my midfield now. This ain't bad. Go I've got Andy Clark on the left to start yeah. with. I've got Derek Payne and yeah. Kenny Lowe in the middle. Oh, and I've yeah. got Paul Shower on the right. But oh, they can swap over and do whatever they like. All right? Yeah. So that ain't a bad little midfield yeah. four. Like that, yeah. Then up front, we've got God himself, Mr. Nicky Evans, yeah. alongside Mr. Gary Ball. Now, yeah. I think now, if we put our kit on, I think we yeah. could give a... A few teams are going with that. Possibly, that. <laughs> that would be lovely. Yeah. Now look, I, I'm, I, I know I'm going to upset a few. I'm, I apologise, and look, I'll probably look back over this and go. But I looked at that and I thought that ain't bad. I could 
I could I could cope with that one. Yeah. But my subs, here we go. We're going with subs. So I've got Jeff Cooper as a sub. Yeah. I've got Alan Walker. I've got Mark Carter, obviously. Yeah. I've got Phil Gridley, who, who played, and Phil was another top player. David Ells I've got to put in because he'll ring my neck if I don't. Um, John Marge Harrison, what a player from the early days. He could play. Stuart Atkins, who was another goal scorer, who played alongside Nicky at uh, Kettering. Peter Brown, another good friend of mine, who, again, he could kick anybody off the park, but could play a bit. And obviously, I've got Gary Lewin as my goalkeeper, but also physio as well. So, again, a little bit of a European bench, but... uh, I think all the people over the years if they'd have seen that little eleven coming out quite regularly would have been I think we'd have been all right. Good line, yeah. That is a that's a crack. Dodgy keeper, but apart from that, I think the rest <laughs> of them are all right. And obviously you've got penalty taker in there in Paul Wilson as well. So, you know, you get any of those. Do you know what? Paul Wilson, he, he was probably one of the most underrated players that we ever had there. And Paul we loved him that year. Mate, I had oh he, I had with me and him. I've chased him around the training ground many a time trying to bite his head off being he trying to chip me or I'm doing shooting and he ain't doing it properly and mate <clears throat> but what a play he was Mr 100% he even went in goal for me but I got sent off against Bournemouth he ended up in goal yeah so yeah I was there for that one yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> so, that, yeah. so he, he's pretty, pretty much played everywhere but we'll, I, I kind of lost touch with him he's one of the ones we've got to try and get hold of he, he kind of just went off the face of the earth after that because we try to you know keep Keep in touch with a, a few of the boys. Um, I think the 25th anniversary, but there, w- there wasn't that many of us. We should have been a lot more, but we're going to make a massive effort. Obviously, we're going to be missing poor old Kevin Durham and Carl Yeah. Um, you know, we lost a few over the years. Uh, recently, John Docker, another player that we played for us. Yeah, he's um, a mainstay as well. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Johnny Docker. He, we lost him. Obviously, Stevie Brinkman years ago. Chrissy Hewitt talking about and Andy McDade, another physio that we had there. So. Yes. We lost a lot of guys over the over the years, but you know we've had some great players. We took we talked about you know some of the other things like Gary Sargent. We said oh, um, you know people like Steve Reagan that I played with with Ragsy when he invited yeah. the post at, at uh, Yeovil and broke it with his head. You know that would, that would stick with me. And when he knocked Paul Bojet out, I think as well we went back for a second. That was quite fun. You know people like Ian Ferguson. We had there. Um, we talked about Steve Foodie. Mickey Pittaway, another top player who played at the Arsenal, would come to us. Um, you know, we we I've I've been so lucky the people that I've come across since I've been at the football club, um, from the really really low times to obviously the the success that we had of making the football league. Um, and you know, each one of them's got a story, and and I apologise to so many people that I should have mentioned and come across over the years that you know supporters was I talked about Percy and and Reckless and obviously. Jenny Juggs, as we used to call her, and I never knew Jenny's second name, but I'm again we used to call Jenny. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all them the supporters association, you know, everybody there over the years, village, for goodness sake, you know, um, these people were, 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 were part of it, and, you know, we were all part of him. Uh, we also had a little mad one called Derek, I can't remember his second name, but Derek used to phone up the radio stations afterwards, battering us, and then was lovely as pie to us um, in the field. Thing and you know, supporters behind the goal. I mean, I had it at Brentford and a Barnet where they used to, you're, you're crap, Phillips, you're this, you kick it long, and then after the game, want your autograph, you know, kick it long, Phillips, you're crap. I've had all them, and uh, but after the game, they, they want to give you a cuddle and have an autograph off you, and you know, that that was part of it. And I and, and I think football misses that a touch where we used to mix, you know, as supporters and players. Um, I think football lost a little bit of its soul when that didn't happen so much. And I understand why, especially at the top levels. You know, yeah. they're, they're rock stars now. Um, and, and I get that. And I just feel football's lost a little bit of its soul because of it. Um, but in my eyes, you know, rose-tinted a wee bit, being down at Underhill and being involved with all them people and, and, and all the great memories I have of the place. Um, you know, that, that, that will stick with me forever. And, I, and, and for me, that that is still... You know the real football. Uh, yeah, definitely. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, we might get back to a small part of that. By the way, Jenny just managed to tune in. Literally, just before you said that. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, right, question time. Oh, oh God, go on. Various different people and all sorts of different questions. Really, have. right. First one's from Dick Rolf. Yeah. Man at Underhill. How are you, young man? Um, you well. 
How would you agree? Your, uh, no, would you agree? Sorry, your best game was Man City in the League Cup, and the jacket you won as man of the match from Coca Cola. Does it still fit? <laughs> yeah, I'm still a medium. Uh, yeah, like I said, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, of course. That that, that goes down as um, as as probably yeah my my, my best evening. Look, I, I I do think I've probably played in games. Over the years, where you think, oh, that, I've been as good as that, but I think just the situation that particular night, um, as I say, like, you know, the birthday, etc., everything that was about it was will, will be one that that sticks in my memory. I, I do remember sort of certain saves that I made, and I think, oh, that was, you know, I quite enjoyed that one. I don't remember too many mistakes, um, but um, yeah, that 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 one will probably stick with me, Dick. So, uh, and again, hope you will, pal. Um, next one from one of your ex teammates, Dominic Naylor. Oh, go on, fella. Good job you put him in the team, actually, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, shit myself. Excuse me. He said the best times of his career on and off the <coughs> for the Phillips years. Do you remember Derek Payne being found asleep in the boot of a car after a drinking session? I've got Payne. Is Payne is he, I've, there's so many things with Payne? I can tell you. I, I mean, there was a middle six wanderers tour that I went on with Payne. I'd love to tell you the outcome of one of the, the nights that I had to spend with him, which was rather, yeah, yeah. I'll keep that to himself. But we'll yes, Payne. Yeah, I will do. But Payne ended up in a in a few positions. Uh, yeah, so that was one of them. And he also tried to take the team bus once and revved it so hard he actually blew the engine up and we had to get a replacement bus. He was not the. Um, he was. He, he was not. He, he was not in high regard that day when we were waiting around four hours for another coach to come and take. Us, but he just jumped in the um, in the seat and decided to rim it. And uh, Mr. Naylor wasn't was short of a few stories or two. So uh, okay, hopefully if we get together that night. I'll uh, I'll reveal a few of his as well. Fantastic. Um, right, one few from people from the message board. Um, John Docker Shorts. This guy is. Um, have you still got his drawing he did in 1984 after he was mascot? It must be 94, actually, I think. I have got some drawings. If it's the one he'd done a caricature of me, then yes, I have still got them. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, yeah. I've still got a few. I actually dug out um, a sumo T-shirt the other week with my um, oh, testimonial, yeah. which was a, it was a disaster this year. I ended up owing money there. That's how bad it was, but that's another matter. But um, yeah, yeah, I did keep a lot of the stuff. So um, yes, I'm sure I have still got it in my uh, scrapbook and um, put away in cupboards, which I'm a lot allowed to get out. That is uh, one thing of having three daughters. I've never had any memorabilia lying about. It, it ended up in cupboards and, and the loft. Well, Reckless has put, tell Gaz it was Derek Brown. Derek Brown, yes. Thank you, Reckless, yeah. He was a, f a funny little man. I, I, I'm not sure if he's still with us anymore, but he was uh, he was <laughs> he was different. Yeah, he uh, he criticised us on a lot of uh, radio stations and was lovely to our face. <laughs> um, right, next one comes from uh, 19, and obviously we touched on it earlier about the Fisher game. Um, waking up on the morning of the Fisher game, how did you feel and your emotions during the day? I think we touched on it earlier, didn't we? But it was it was a strange one. It was um, quite a nervous day, as I say, and uh, I think the game showed that as well. But um, from a personal point of view, that was probably one of the most nervous I've ever been in a football match, which was uh, which was strange, I suppose, because there's so much on it, so much riding on it, um, that it, that it kind of got to me that day. But uh, look, you know, it was um, I wouldn't mind waking up again and going through that again. I have to say, uh, but it was a. Uh, yeah, it was a strange day. As um, I say, different to most, but I think the emotion of the day wasn't just from the players; it was from the supporters as well. Uh, and I think that, that that shone through at the end, didn't it? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he said, "And as a fellow keeper, how did you get on with Mark Flashman?" <laughs> Mark Flashman. Do you know what? I, listen, as, as as much as he was. Um, I felt sorry for Mark a lot of the times because I think he was eyes and ears for his dad, obviously, when he, you know, when uh, his uh, ability in goal did leave some question marks at times. And uh, I actually got dropped for him once for a, for a cut game, I think it was. But uh, yeah, Mark was, um, he was built for comfort, not for uh, for anything else. Um, I know I've grown into that, but at the time, I, know, I thought it was a bit harsh, some of my nicknames, because I was, I was a little bit more self than I am now. Uh, but no, he, Mark was okay, you know, and he was he was put in an impossible position. Um, 
you know, purely because of his father. Um, but he, he, were, he weren't as bad as he uh, might have made it. And he, he did make an effort with the chaps and uh, he, was, he was all right. But uh, goalkeeping ability, I'd like to think I was perhaps a tad better. Fair enough. Um, right, one from uh, Sam BFC. Um, could things have been different or was it inevitable that the Stan Flashman bubble would burst? Uh, that's a really difficult question. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, why would the bubble have burst? I mean, if you look at what we were doing, what we were achieving, I would have thought that the club was, was doing quite nicely financially. So, um, well, I don't see any reason. Yeah, I mean, obviously, look, you know, the way he done things probably wasn't the uh, probably wasn't the correct way at times and and that was I guess that, that was out of our hands but you know things come to light afterwards when I don't think a lot of our um, national insurance have been paid and tax hadn't been paid but that that was out of our hands we, we never knew that you know we, we just expected our wages each week and we were seeing the crowds that were coming through the gates and and it, you know and obviously the cut runs that we'd had and etc and promotion so you you'd like to think the club was in a good position so why would the bubble burst so you've got to really throw it back at the, at the big fella and say it was the way he ran it that, that burst his own bubble um, which was a shame but you know like, as, as I said to you earlier I think and I honestly truly believe if we'd have stayed together and had a couple of additions I, I do think we, we might just have made it into that, that next league I really do um, Next one comes from um, uh, a a friend of my brother's actually, um, he, my middle brother, they're both Chelsea fans. So obviously when we played the uh, first game at Stamford Bridge, yep, they were in the shed end. And um, I was... Ah, ah, right. Yeah, good. Get, I want to speak to him then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were obviously in the shed end. I was in the, I think, I think I'd gone with, I can't remember. I've been my little brother and I, we were in the family enclosure bit and that. Um, so he was asking, how was the banter from the shed end that day? Yeah. It was different. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they gave me plenty. But I have to say, I, I gave them some back as well. So, uh, and, and in the end, look, it's, it's again, if, if, if we'd have been winning, I think it might have been a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, but um, obviously, the second, the first leg, they were, they were really good. I, I think they showed, you know, realised how good a performance we put up and they, they kind of, you know, they, they sucked that one in and went, right, we'll give you that. But obviously, in the, in the replay, when we were, yeah. Doing okay for half an hour, and as you say, the natives were becoming very restless. Um, once they'd scored, uh, the banner was very good. They did, as I say, I, I, I gave them a bit back, and uh, they certainly gave me plenty. But it was, it was all right. I, I didn't mind that. That was listen. They're picking on me. They ain't picking on anybody else. And uh, as goalies, we tended to get a lot. It's, it's like being at Cardiff when <clears throat> we had that terrific one-one draw, and again, that was that was stands out as one of my better games. And uh, I'll never forget they um, let the Cardiff fans in behind our goal, uh, and I managed to pick up thirty-six quid that they threw at me. So that oh, was um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, we hadn't been paid that week, <laughs> so that was good. And uh, and a couple of bottles of liquid, which I don't think were lemonade. Uh, so there was one or two of them were thrown at me as well. But uh, no, generally, you know, we played at Stoke in the League Cup game, and uh, somebody threw a pie at me, and I, I did have a munch on that one. Um, but the, Generally, the band was, 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 was no, it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, before him. He, 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 he just picked up on it. Um, yeah, he learned. He learned. But um, it was listen. You used to get some vicious abuse, but at the end of it, I know it sounds crazy, but when you're playing, you can kind of filter a lot of it out. Like when you're having a bad time, it, it does stick in there. But when things are going okay, and you, you you are professional. Um, and concentrating on the game, a lot of it just bypasses you. But I've, I've heard some great things over the years, and most of them not repeatable. But uh, there's been there's been some terrific ones. And the, and the shed that day was, uh, as I say, although we lost the game, some of the stuff coming out from them was was very very good. Yeah. Well, as I put in my blog this week, which I plug www.footballwriting.blog. Um, uh, both uh, both my brother Andy, my middle brother, and his mate Mark, they got plenty of golding on the way home for a nil draw against the side that, you know, was roughly thrown together. So I made sure they uh, they got plenty on the way out. Good man, good man. <laughs> um, right, a couple from, in the comments from, from Dave Winter. Can you remember who fell over in a white suit on a wet day at Underhill on the pitch? I mean, no, no, I need some help on that one. No, I don't remember that. It certainly weren't me because I've never had a white suit. 
Uh, if anyone's listening and knows, yeah, I'd love to know that one. That's uh, that's yes, it was Baz, was it? Might have been Baz. He had, some, he had some rascal suits, he did have a few rascals, but uh, yeah. Right. See, white suit now you're going back to Ian Endon, aren't you? See, Ian Endon could carry off a, a white okay. suit and, yeah. and Mr. Gracioli, they're, they're the two of them. Yeah, them two are definitely off. I still think they got one in the cupboard each with the black shirts. They drag out now and again. <laughs> um, and the other one from him, what's the worst ground you've played at? Oof, the worst, the worst. It's got to be Southbury Road, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, tell, I tell you one of the one of the funniest stories when we went, it was my first spell, and we played up at Frickley Colliery yeah. and used to walk out, and it was a massive big slag keep over the far side, and it was a beautiful summer's day it was probably one of the earlier games of the season um, but you used to get change in the change room and it was a, an open fire to heat the water um, and then you walked out there and it was dry as a bone it was horrible and these miners you know hated us as well like southerners again up here yeah. but as we as we went in at half time you're supposed to leave the window open to let the smoke out right so as we got into the changing room half time our clothes and everything is covered in this black ash and smoke it's like a fire's gone in because somebody had opened the window oh my that was a horrible place i hated that i have to say frickley was not one of my favorites um football league when i played in it was springfield park wigan i hated hated that place with a passion because you used to have the away door and the home door used to come past you and bash on it and tell them what they're going to do to them I played there once and there was four seasons in one day. There was rain, snow, thunder, lightning, and then beautiful sunshine to finish after they'd beaten us up and beat, beaten us about 3-0, I think it was. But I think, yeah, they, them two stick out with me as yeah, two that I wasn't massively keen to go back to, I have to say. Okay, right. The man in the white suit, apparently, was Paul Richardson. Paul Richardson. <laughs> well, there you are, yeah. That, that sounds about right. Yeah, Richo coming with... Um, yeah, he's uh, Richo was um, an enigma. He um, he had a, an ego the size of China. That man, he was uh, he was a good fella, really nice fella, I and mean, half decent footballer as well. But uh, again, strawberry blonde, I think he called himself. I was I was a bit wary on that one. <laughs> um, but could he carry off a white suit in his head? Yeah, still not Endon, still not Grazioli. <laughs> Uh, right, I've got another one from Howard Gunstock. Do you remember going to Burnley and Turf Moor? What was it like for you? I'm assuming that was the season we got. Then we get beaten five 0 and that was relegation. That was that was a relegation. Yeah, we got relegated. I think it was over the Easter holidays as well. Yeah, that one. Monday, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good memories of that one. Um, no, we stayed up overnight before uh, there was an apprehension, and I think we started off quite brightly, if I remember, but. Once it when once it was um, the first goal winning, you could we just deflated. Yeah. Uh, and really, thinking back, I think they could have batted us a lot more, and they took their foot off the yeah, the pedal a little bit. But yeah, n- not a nice day. I mean, I remember going home in a coach, and obviously Clem was was manager, and um, we stopped and had a few beers, and it was uh, yeah quite a strange experience. But you know, he was very good. I have to say that day he was he was excellent. He you know stopped the bus and brought the lads a couple of beers and. Say drowned our sorrows, and we knew we knew it was inevitable. But um, when it actually happened, it was always always going to be tough. But uh, yeah, not great memory that one. Um, right, one from Psycho from the message board. Um, we touched on it a little bit. Did you feel any resentment to Ray Clements coming in as manager at the time he did? No, not resentment. No, not at all. Because that's look, you know, somebody's offered a job, they're going to take it. I, I, I was disappointed, of, of course, and. But look, the writing was on the wall. Um, you know, it, it'd have been different if I'd uh, won ten games in a row uh, and we were flying up the league. You know, then then you could have said, "What are you doing this for?" But look, I, I had no comeback on that one whatsoever. There was, you know, we, we we knew where we were. We knew the situation we were in. It was inevitable what was going to happen. Um, again, I, I you know I always had a belief that we could you know just turn it round, or if we had that little bit of luck and. <clears throat> we could we could pick up some results and just get out of it, and I always believe that till the end. But and not resentment uh, again, disappointment because um, I you know more in myself than anything else because I really wanted to do better. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and you know when you look back in the record books, I'm probably the in in statistics wise, I'm probably the worst manager the club's ever had. You know, and I'm I'm saying about these 
big names that you said earlier, giving them a bit of stick. But in, in, in my head, from what we tried to do, and it wasn't just me, but what we tried to do and put together, you know, I'm, I'm quite proud of it as well. Um, you know, that, that, that will stay with me, that one. But it was a very tough time, both on and off the field for me. Um, I don't think people realise the pressure that a manager is under. It's and even more so nowadays. Um, yeah. Like the rewards that they get now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, there's a lot that goes with it. Um, not always good. As I say, disappointment, regret that we didn't quite do the things I'd love to us to have done. Uh, also, uh, a few regrets that I wish I'd have learned or known what I know now. You go, yeah. how, how good things been. But look, you can't live in the past like that. It happened, dealt with it, moved on. Um, and as I say, listen, it wasn't a bad little period that, that Clem had. Um, but as I say, I would love to have um, been successful with the club and, and you know, taken them on to bigger and better things. But hey, it is what it is. It is, yeah. Right, uh, one from Lee Hyams. Um, after we beat Blackpool 1-0 first leg of the playoffs and we were class and unlucky not to win by more, what happened in the dressing room with that stand? <laughs> exact as all. <laughs> yeah, um, just a typical row. You know, we weren't prepared, we weren't this, we weren't that. But uh, Stan used to go off on one, and then to be fair to him, he used to come round a day or two later and realise he was wrong. Never quite apologise, but you yeah. know, let it let it go. Um, yeah, there was accusations of all sorts of things. You know, we ain't done enough. We ain't done this. We ain't done that. Baz, you ain't good enough. You picked the wrong players. You ain't, you know, you ain't trying hard enough. It was it was never that. We look, and, and as much as. Uh, Stan was the chairman and, and paid the wages. You've got to remember, we didn't we didn't play for Stan. We played for Bass, yeah. you know, most of the time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I I don't say that with um, you know malice towards Stan because Stan was 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 employed as all and give us you know we done well for him. Um, but but we played we played for Bass and each other. Um, I think that was always going to be the way that that club was was structured at that time. So, you know, we'd heard it all before. We've seen all the rows. We'd heard all the, as I say, I, I was sacked more times. So I was PFA rep for a little while. And because I was PFA rep, I got the sack for that. But I was sent out to the car park and then 10 minutes later, I was allowed back in. And there was there was all sorts of stories like that. But uh, yeah, there was uh, there was a few accusations. But I have to say, he told us to go straight home. But Baz went straight to a hotel in Blackpool and we uh, drowned our sorrows there again. But so Baz basically put two fingers up to him and Stan. I have to say, never come back with anything after that. He was good as gold. Enough, right. Another one from Psycho was, uh, was Jeff Cooper always winding up his fellow players as much as supporters with light-hearted jokes? <laughs> Cooper's a weirdo. He's a complete weirdo. <laughs> he lives in um, in New Zealand now. He's been he's been out there a number of years. Uh, but I was quite close with Jeff. He used to uh, live around the corner from him. We used to travel in and that uh, complex... <laughs> To put it mildly, but yeah, he was just a wind-up merchant. He was just always, always non-stop. Him and Duncan Orton were sort of partners in crime, and uh, you know they they were always out of people. And Orts could he could wind people up for fun as well, um, for all sorts of reasons. But yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah, he was like that all the time. Uh, but good lad, good footballer, good left foot, and he was very close, as I say, to getting in. But because Dominic Naylor probably had a better right hand. Uh, punched and coops. <laughs> he, he just got in. Right, a couple from Reckless. No, I I'm not answering anything from Reckless. Tell him no. There you go, Reckless. Right. Uh, favourite <laughs> favorite <laughs> digestive, milk or dark? Oh, milk chocolate, yeah. Good lad. Um, right, so Gary, you've always been very generous in getting involved with Barnet fundraisers, Donny Gaz, Lee Harrison, Underhill Centenary, etc. You always used to request that we sat you between two particular ladies at dinner. Was it because they were light eaters? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much that, Reckless, yeah, yeah. And the view. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I know the two particularly young ladies. <laughs> um, yeah. Another one from Lee Himes. Do you remember playing at Wembley in the London five-a-side competition? It used to be the London Masters, I think, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, Lee. How are you, mate? As well. Um, yeah, do, do you know what though? That was stuck. Oh, that was a weird one. We we travelled back from Germany. We'd been out in um, a place called Luniburg, I think it was in Germany. Yeah. We'd been out on an end of season tour. We played against the RAF and a couple of other. And we actually travelled by coach, so we drove home that day, and we had to go straight to Wembley and play in the five sides that evening. Um, God, we were knackered. I remember that completely. Yeah, we. Uh, 
I think it's pretty much drop your stuff home, get in your car and then drive to Wembley yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and playing that. I think we beat Arsenal on the way through. I think we got a couple of results. or right, done okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think we got knocked out on a, in a penalty shootout to, to, to somebody in the end of the game. Like it was, I think Watford beat us, I think. I think. Yeah, but yeah, that was, a, yeah, driven all the way from Germany. Yeah, driven all the way from Germany that day yeah. and gone straight, played in that London five sides that evening. Yeah, that was a, I think we were a tad tired the next day. Yeah, <laughs> just, a, just a bit, just a bit. Yeah. Um, right, one from uh, Lloyd, Lloyd Child. Um, did you ever finish off rebuilding that fireplace? He remembers an article <laughs> with you standing in front of a half minute one. Oh, no. My, my missus will always... Yeah, it was uh, in the news of the world, I remember. It was called Barnet Rubble. They, they headlined this um, <laughs> thing. So the, there's me, my wife, Sonia, and... Um, I think it was two of my daughters probably at the time. There was Alicia, my eldest, and uh, Lydia, my middle one. Yeah. Bethany wasn't about at the time. And, um, yeah, we were we pictured standing in front of this um, open fireplace. That I'd had all these grand plans to I'd rip doors off. And I yeah. told Sean, yeah, now we'll get it done. I've got the six weeks off in the summer now. We'll get this all done. And then, unfortunately, uh, lack of lack of funds coming through the uh, bank account because somebody <laughs> forgot to pay us, but paid to that. So, uh yeah, I took a lot of stick for that one for a, for a, for a little while and, and, and bringing it up now. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, right, another one from Lee, which he, he put in a while ago. Whose miss was worse? Gazza in 96 against Germany or Kelly Hart against Chelsea in the FA Cup? Oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <coughs> That's Gascoigne's all the way because he was a Spurs player, I think, at the time Ooh. as well. So. <laughs> no, listen, <laughs> Kelly... Kelly was, uh, like I said, that, that Tony, oh, what a hero he would have been. But uh, I was, oh, that, that night, I remember watching that one with Gazan. Just please, please go in. I think if he'd gone with his left foot, he might have got it. But I hope, what a player he was as well, by the way. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm giving that one to Gazan. Okay. Uh, right, a few, couple of a Twitter. One from Dragonfly293. Um, why do you think it is the likes of you, Hendo, and Darren Curry have gone on to manage the club after playing? I was the only one there. That's why I got the job. <laughs> um, uh, listen, uh, you know, Endo, I could always see it in him. I, I, he, he was he was a manager in the making without a shadow. You know, he knew his football inside out. He still does. Um, and he, he was made for his temperament. I always see him. He was a leader. So I always I always saw him as going into that. So I don't think that was any any doubt that he would have gone into management, whether it was there or somewhere else. And, yeah. you know, I know he's been out in... Um, uh, Gibraltar, I think, yeah. um, stuff. Yeah, he was better than that. I, and I'd, I'd like to think he's, he's got something else lined up. And I know he does a bit of agency work now. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I see Endo as a manager. I think he always had that in him. Uh, Darren, I don't know as much. Obviously, I saw him play and know him a little bit. But from what I've seen and, and the way that the team have played and um, some of the acquisitions he's brought in, he's, he's, certainly, he's certainly got a future in it. He, you know, he knows his stuff and the people he's got around him as well. Um I just wish him all the success. I really hope he is successful there. And look, and if it leads to him going somewhere else and doing well for himself, then, then great. But I think that, again, as I said to you earlier, that little Barnet connection, being a player, uh, certainly stands you in better stead than, than the most. And uh, I think the two of them have, have, have been, you know, as I said, too bright. I say Endo young. He's not as, he's not as young as he used to be. Get you back, mate. And then, um, <laughs> Darren, yeah, time. definitely, definitely. <laughs> He'll batter me as well. So, yeah. <laughs> um, right, one from uh, from MTB. Um, he remembers you being made a life president or something similar, but that appears to be a bit forgotten. And we did we yeah. did touch on this a bit earlier. Do you think felt feel the club hasn't really acknowledged everything you've done for the club and possibly? Uh, uh, I, I think it was actually I actually received a letter. It was taken off of me. I think <laughs> if I believe if I think I'm right, I received a letter saying I was no longer. Uh, life president. I, I don't. I can't remember the reasons, but I, I'm sure I received a letter saying that it's no longer that whatever that means in the first place. But no, it's, it's not about recognition for me or the. But I, I just, I just think um, nothing like that. But I just think recognition, perhaps, of, of the achievement that was made by them players uh, to reach a goal that was never reached before. Mm. Um, you know, if it, if it wasn't for that 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 side um, making the football league. No. Who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Would they have been a club that went out of business at, at the time? I know it was close at times, but you know that 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 is something that we we're lucky enough to have been part of, 
we were the first to have done it. I know they've yo-yoed a little bit since, but we were the first, you know, players to, to achieve that. Um, and I, I'm keeping that. I'm, I'm, I'm having that because, yeah. I, you know, we, we were part of it. And, and you know, if uh, anybody likes it or not, it is a first. And I think them players maybe should be a bit more recognised for them. As I say, look, you know, next year, that anniversary, I'd, I'd like to make it a, or not just me, but everybody would, I'm sure, would like to make that a real, you know, big event. You know, we're, we're, we're not getting any younger now as guys, so uh, might be the last chance for a lot of us to get together and have a bit of a shindig and, and, and talk about old times and, as I said to you earlier, tell how great we really were. Um, but no, I don't, we don't want singling out recognition. I, I just think as a football club, don't forget your past because your past is is massive to what to what you achieve in the future. Um, you know that that was. Yeah, well, okay. Look, you know, there's Leicester Finch and people like that from the past who were absolute stars. You know, um, there's been you know obviously we have people like Jimmy Greaves play there and all these you know these superstars and it's and it's it's from the past and they're the names that you you still keep remembering. So. Don't forget the past. I say it's, it's it's too important. It is too important. I know you you know we can't go back there, but but without the past, you don't have you don't have the club where it is now. Um, and you know, so if if, if you're talking about recognition, if it, that means just you know, make, making a day for them, then then so be it. But you know, I don't think they want uh, medals and busts on the wall and things like that. They're not sort of all life presidencies, which are no longer <laughs> applicable. Um, then then. You know, I, I don't see that as a, a massive big thing. It's just, as I say, don't forget, these are the guys that actually started this little story off. And, um, you know, from non-League 2, wherever they're, you know, League 1, which they've never achieved since. Oh, um, it's, it's, it's a big thing. It is a big thing. And that's it. You know, we're keeping that. Us guys, that's that's part of us. And uh, no, no regrets on that one. And uh, no, no apologies for it either. And that's, that, um, that's, one, that's one of mine. I'm, I'm having it. Yeah. Uh, right, another couple from uh, from Nineteen. Would you consider a return to Barnet in any capacity, should it arise, or are fond, fond memories best left where they are? You never say that's, never. That's do a heartstring um, heart <clears throat> of that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that is one. Look, I, you know, yes, uh, of course, you you would always say yeah, yeah, if it was right. Um, if it was a position that, that was right for me, listen, I'm loving what I do now. I absolutely adore what I do now. Um, I think I'm, I, I like to think I'm half decent at it too. Um, but I, I've always, you know, there's always something, if something was to come up and it suited you and it helped and it was the right thing for me and the right thing for the football club itself, um, then you'd, you'd be mad to say no. But look, in, in this particular moment in time here, I've been diplomatic here. Um, I, I do love my job. Uh, I hate the journey every day down to South London. I have to say that's the one thing. If I could get it 40 miles closer, I'd be much happier. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the 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 you know working in what I do, I, I, I absolutely adore it. Um, but as I say, never say never. Okay. Um, and the best bit of banter you've experienced with opposing fans behind the goal? I can't tell you. <laughs> I cannot tell you. Um, no, I, I still think that probably the Enfield one, which Reckless uh, brings up on uh, numerous occasions where he told me I was shite and I told him the reason I was shite is because I'm playing here um, at Enfield at the time. Yeah, I've said the word. Um, so that, that that was probably the best I got back and the quickest I got back to and probably the quickest I moved there anyway. But um, mm-hmm. oh, there's, been, there's been numerous, Trev, over the years that, that made me giggle. Some have made me squirm. Some have downright embarrassed me. But... Um, but no, there's, there's, there's been too many for me to pick out any really one particular one. Okay. Uh, one from Amber Forever. Was the speed of the attack noticeably faster at the downhill end of the goal at Underhill? That <laughs> uh, was some slope, wasn't it? Um, I mean, when we went in the Football League, I think we took 11 foot off it. I think it was yeah, from one corner yeah. to the other. It was about 11 foot that went off it. I, actually, when you're playing, I don't think you, you actually realise. I think we... Over the years, I could be totally wrong, but I, I think we tended to score more at the top end anyway, didn't we? There was some strange reason we seemed to play yeah. better football up the hill. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some better, some, some better games going upwards. Um, I mean, yeah. standing, standing on the East Terrace, you never noticed the slope. You could see it was a slope, but when you went and sat in the main stand and you looked across, you were like, Jesus, that is actually <laughs> far worse than you could imagine. You know, yeah. you could yeah, run was... up that hill. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was uh, again, but it, it it was Barnet. That was that yeah. was what it was, and obviously over the years they, they made it better. And, and you know the pitch when they actually finished playing there was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, um, yeah. It was it was a hell of a pitch. I mean, I remember we they dug it up. We were doing something to it once, and they dug up toilets, old toilet systems that were thrown underneath on the surface. <laughs> so when they were digging that um, living foot out, they they found things under there. Probably a few bodies that, that, that disappeared over the years as well, but um, it had some strange things underneath that that turf at that time. Um, I remember coming in one day as well when um, I was actually groundsman and we had a very sus- well, I say suspicious fire. We had a fire in the um, uh, in the clubhouse, which yeah. then turned into the Durham Suite afterwards, yeah. which was lovely. But uh, I had a uh, fire engine parked in the 18 yard box and it left about a f- <laughs> it was about two foot deep. Uh, wheel ruts in there like so I was like that hands on me because when it started I think it was frosty and then during the night the um, as I was fighting the fire it, it melted the, the ice and the uh, <laughs> the poor um, fire engine was stuck in the middle of the 18 yard box for a, for a short spell as well but um, again I think it was electrical fault in the uh, building right one from Dave Dave Merck on Twitter I've already asked, well, we've already been through the Mark Flashman one. Um, how many funny Fry Flashman stories can you repeat? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I, I, just, that, one that, of, I think one of, the, one, one, of the, yeah, one of the sackings, um, I, think, I think we were drawing one all at half-time. Um, it was at Underhill. And people that have, have been there, Underhill, they would know in the home changing room, there used to be a door that went down the alleyway towards <coughs> the physio room and the old tea room. And um, Baz come in was having it. We weren't playing particularly well, but I think we were drawing. And um, Baz was having a pop. Anyway, the door flies open. Stan comes in. You're sick, but try your crap. You're, you're sacked it. Go, Stan, get there. Do anyway. Anyway, the door opened to that alleyway, and they both went in there, and you hear them shouting, effing and blinding at each other. And there's like a little scuffle going on. I think, what's that? So anyway, I think David L's got up and opened the door. Would a pair of them because it was only a quite a tight alleyway, so yeah. Baz wasn't particularly slim and, and Stan yeah. certainly wasn't. And they were actually wedged in the alleyway, they were trying, I think, to have a little scrap, but because they were so big, <laughs> stomach to stomach, they couldn't actually throw any punches because the pair of them were wedged in the um, <laughs> in the alleyway. And like, we, we're pissing ourselves laughing, we should, you know, we're going, Oh my god, this is just like it's, it's like a circus, absolute circus. But uh, yeah, that 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 was one of the funnier ones, and um. Like they used to be at it all the time. I mean, as I say, if we lost a game, Stan was in and giving us this, that and the other and ain't paying you, we ain't doing this. But in the end, it just become white noise in the end. But uh, that, that that was one of the better ones. Okay. Um, right, one from um, uh, Matt from, from Twitter. Um, obviously, we went for a bit earlier how difficult it was to get the team together in 93. Mm-hmm. You know, quite stressful in that. Um, he said, bring connection to that. Thank you so much for what you did back then. Um, any funny stories and any players close to joining but you couldn't quite get it over the line? Um, no, well, no, not really. I mean, some of the stories, I mean, God, we, um, who did we get? Uh, there was a, oh, little, what's his name? A fire, oh, what's Louis his Lewis Afford. Louis, Louis and Louis loved, the loveliest man ever. Lovely little fella. But Louis had played in America in dual football. <clears throat> And me and Ricky George and everything. We, like, we were so short of numbers. We were desperate to get some players. And, and Lewis coming in and, and the training games and that, he was looking like a million dollars. We think, God, we might have pulled one here. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we sat him down. And I think we offered him £120 a week. And his face was blank. Went, I looked at Ricky. I went, Jesus Christ, we've got an odd nut to crack here. And he just said, well, Ricky went, well, look, we, we can probably go 150 And again, just this blank face looking at us. I'm looking at Rick and going, what, what, what are you doing? You know, we got up to 300 quid, like, you know, which, and anyway, he said, that's the last, hour. and he looked at us, and he went, and then we went, why, why do you, you know, saying, well, why are you playing hardball? Well, why do you just come and say you want it? He went, I've never been offered a hundred pound to play football ever in my life. He said, so I wanted to take that. Oh, we've given him 300 quid in the end. <laughs> Because we think he, we think he's like, oh, this is yeah, playing some hardball yeah. here, and he was just so amazed with offering him money to play football. So uh, <laughs> we made a bit of a cock up there. But uh, yeah, he, again, lovely fellow. I still speak to Louis occasionally. He's um, 
it does yeah. well in agency and stuff like that. But, but listen, we, we tried everybody. I tried to get loans. Obviously, we've got Zeke Rowe on yeah. loan from Chelsea. He's done great for us. Uh, we tried to get a few loans in. It was always difficult because of our financial situation. Um, we was always tight on budgets and clubs wouldn't lend us players if they didn't think that they could get paid for it. Um, and it was always difficult to get them out for nothing. So, but look, it is, again, it is, it was what it was. And um, we did try, we tried, we tried as many as we possibly could. When they asked for some of the wages that they wanted, we, we were never, ever going to get there. Um, but not not a, not a name of any sort. I mean, Brian Marwood for me was, was fantastic that we got Brian in. Um, I did try uh, Tommy uh, Tommy uh, Mooney from uh, Watford at the time. Yeah. We tried to get to couldn't quite get it over the line. So we, again, you know, ask favours off people, but we ended up with what we ended up with. Uh, as I say, look, if we'd have had more time, we might have, we might have done better. But yeah, bless them, they were all great lads and uh, done the best for the club. Yeah. Um, right, one from uh, Sam Collins, um, Kelly Hard, bit of a cult hero with the blonde mop, and then that game at Chelsea, and then obviously after us, he just disappeared. Um, any stories about the man? He was kidnapped by aliens, Kelly. Um, he was uh, Mr. Tfelhead. He is. Um, I've I've met him recently, to be fair, and uh, it's a big old napper that Kelly's got, um, and it's it's bald as a coot now as well. He's a cab driver because he could talk the iron legs off a donkey, can uh, Mr. Hog. Uh, but another terrific lad, as I say, good friend of Gary Smith's and uh, Mark Newson. So when Gary comes back over from um, America, we tend to meet up and have a cup of coffee and have a chat. Kelly, yeah, I mean, Kelly went and played a bit of non-league after that. I think he had a few injuries as well. Um, His his boy's a a decent player and he's been playing at some good levels. But, uh, yeah, Kelly, again, yeah, he was... uh, If you're in a cab with him, uh, he will have the meter running and you will be paying for it because he will not let you out until he's finished talking. (laughs) Top lad. Um, And while we're on the subject for players, actually, do you know what Tony Lynch is up to these days and is he involved in the game in any way? Tony Lynch is up to about 23 stone. That's what I think Tony Lynch is. Um, he's a uh, Lynchy. Now, you talk about footballers. That kid had everything. I mean, I played with him. He was a 16-year-old at Brentford when I was first here. He was an apprentice. He was in the first team, you know. And uh, he had absolutely everything. I mean, both feet, ace. But Tony could... He, he, he could let you down in a heartbeat. He was... Uh, if, if he could have got his head straight and got himself fit and, and knuckled down, that, that guy could have been anything he really wanted to be. But I love Lynchy. He's some, one of the funniest fellas. Him and Derek Payne used to have mean stitches, them two. They were like thick as thieves. Um, but, but like I said, some of the goals he scored for us, he scored, he scored two goals up at Hull when we drew four all. And, yeah. you know, he could rip people. He had, as I said, pace to die for, two feet that you could you know, could use them both. I, I love Lynchy and he used to frustrate me and I used to have him around the neck sometimes and drive me mad. It drove me mad, but I love him. And as I said, I just hope he ever, never sits down and goes, oh God, I wish I could have, I wish I'd have done this. Because yeah. as I say, for, for wasted ability, I've seen him in the pubs, you know, I could have been this, I could have been that. Lynchy certainly could have been anything he really wanted to be. But uh, I'm glad he played for me because he, he was a top fella. Um, as I say, it gave me nightmares and drove me mad at the time. And, uh, you know, a few times where I could have absolutely wrung his neck. But uh, really good lad. Right, one from, uh, one from Michael Charlton. Did you ever repay Motti for the fireplace? <laughs> Motti, did he had to sell his, his fur coat for that, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, no, another terrific fella. I mean, he was great. He was a good friend of Ricky's, obviously. And... Uh, you know, he did help me out. He put, he put towards my wages a couple of weeks, which was which was really good of him. Um, another proper icon, that man. And obviously, he cut his teeth, I think, at Barnet as well. So, uh, he had a little bit of a history with the place. But, yeah, no, top, top fella. Good. Uh, right, one from Rob Stebbins on uh, on Twitter. And we've touched on, like, a little bit of it with the 91 stuff and obviously what you're looking to do, you know, with a Legends get-together and that. Um, how many of them are you in touch with? And what are the majority of them doing now? Obviously, I spoke to Steenie now. Steenie's a teacher now, isn't he, Steve? Um, God, with that voice, that would drive you insane, wouldn't it? That gravelly voice would kill you. Um, people like Mick, Mick Bodley was a was a um, postman for a long time. Um, he used to be a policeman as well before. No? Bodley is a cop, that would be the worst thing. I mean, Shower was, wasn't he? 
That's his um, yeah, he's, he's one of them, wasn't he? Yeah, Paul, Paul Shallow, wasn't that? Bodley, but not with his record. Um, <laughs> uh, Derek Payne, he does a lot of stuff at Watford. Um, I think he's like an ambassador there, but also does um, a lot of radio yeah. uh, stuff. Again, surprises me. Lynchy, I've no idea. He's he's probably lying on a beach somewhere. Um, no, that's him, though. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's got uh, he's got one of them lamps. He's all right. <laughs> uh, Nicky Evans had his own business um, selling parts yep. uh, for Land Rovers, and I, I guess he still does that. And he's got a terrific scar on his face, but he's the only bloke who can carry it off and look better with it. Um, obviously, Kenny Lowe went out to Australia, um, was manager at Perth Glory for quite yep. a spell, and then um, that's that. Andy Clark again went to Wimbledon, didn't see much of him after that. Yep. Um, Dominic Nail, I don't know what Dom's doing. I know, I know Kevin Millick was in the printing game. He was still doing that with some of the other guys. Um, uh, who else? Mark Carter, again, didn't know. Jeff Cooper, as I said, is in, in, um, in New Zealand. Alan I'm Walker is... Jeff down this way near me in Bognor. Oh, really? Yeah, well, he's always from Bognor, where yeah. Jeff was originally. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. David Owls went into... He was, he was DJing, wasn't he, in, in Greece and places like that for a long while. Uh, John Marge Harrison, going back further, I think he was a um, he was a uh, postman as well for a while. Stuart Atkins, way back, was uh, worked in the printing game for a long, long, long time. Peter Brown, he had some pubs um, and he, he, he engineering, so he's still doing a bit of that. Uh, who's that? Bully, well, Bully, Bully, Gary Ball was a postman as well for some strange reason. We all end up being postmen, but I think he moved back up to Nottingham, as far as I know. Um, I'm seeing Harry Willis again. I, I mean, listen, now I've not got Harry Willis in there. That's another one I should have put in there. So, Willis in midfield as well. I can't imagine you that. No, I, I, I should put him down. I'm, I'm revoking that team and I'm getting rid of who am I getting rid of? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm having 10 on the bench and Harry Willis is definitely in that now, right? So, add him. Um, Harry, I'm not sure what he was doing. He, he, he was involved all sorts. So, a lot of the guys that, you know, as much as we sort of keep in touch, yeah, don't know a great deal about them, but that's why I'd love to get us all together yeah, next year yeah. to have a really good chinwag about it. Okay, um, and Chris Hewitt's asked, Can we ask Gary if he can remember Scarborough away? <laughs> little pigeon, right? That little pigeon that who's, who's, who's offered that, that is the son of, of uh, the late, great Chris Hewitt who's asking that. And Pidge, you know the answer to that, and I am never going to reveal it, so you can go <laughs> away and do one. <laughs> uh, right, and uh, I've got last couple come from Kevin Millett. Oh, yeah, superstar. Good job, I'll put him in as well. Well done, Mullet. There you go. Um, right, you've got many nicknames Sumo, Fit, yeah. the Mexican. What's the of the dump, though? That started, where did that start? I think it was. Um... I think it was Wayne Turner who started that one off, and uh, it, it started off sticking the dump because I had no idea why that happened, but it, it, it evolved into Spit from yeah. Eddie Steen yeah. uh, because of Spit the Dog and Bob Carroll yeah. who had the Tash yeah. and uh, yeah. Yeah. Kelly. So that's, that's how it evolved into that. Stick of the dump in the first one, that's when I was at Brentford. Uh, and again, Wayne Turner started that one off, so I have no idea why. Uh, perhaps I was rolling mud all the time. Um, sumo. Arsh at the time, I have to say. Now, yes, I'll keep it up. Uh, yeah. The Mexican was, yeah, one or twice, but but Spit was the one that I'm, I'm called more than regular, which is a really endearing name, isn't it? And in front of people, when, uh, you know, Mark Newsom, when I'm at Crystal Palace, you know, all right, Spit, how you doing? And people look at him. And yeah, <laughs> I can imagine, that. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the one that stuck. It was Stig and Spit are the, the two that um, have, have, have outlasted most of them. Okay. Um, and the other one, tell us about the incident with Ronnie Howell and a jar of Vaseline. <laughs> I know because Rex has brought me through it. That, that is definitely for adults only. <laughs> that is definitely for adults only. And uh, we've we a lot of help from uh, Steve Reagan and a few of the other lads at the football club at the time. But uh, I, I, I will tell you that one in private. But uh, yeah, just yeah. Just, uh, let's just say I've not heard a man scream like that for a long while. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Reckless has put, and I know the answer because he told me, stick of the dump is because you clean up food. That's harsh, that's harsh, Reckless. No, I'm only, I'm only invited to these buffets because they, they don't like things going to waste. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, he's probably right. But again, when I see him, he will be getting plenty as well. <laughs> uh, right, that's everything I've got. Questions, everything. 
Oh, that's good on phrase, isn't it? I do apologise, people. I didn't know. Well, that. Half hours, that's about standard for the you know for the moment. Um, but um, I hope you've enjoyed it. That's yeah, uh, been great fun. I hope everyone's had a great time listening, um, you know, and everything. Um, it stays on my Facebook page, so anybody that's missed it can go back and listen to bits and, uh, you know, break it down into smaller chunks, you know, if they want to um, and everything. So, um, oh, one more from Dave Winter. Herbie Smith, any idea where he is? <laughs> Probably in prison. Herbie <laughs> 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 uh, was, uh, yeah, he was briefly with us and uh, then briefly disappeared. I don't no, actually, again, that's something I've, I've no idea. There was a there's Harriet. We had people like that in the past who um, I think they saw the wrong side of, uh, of the law at times. But uh, no, he, he was all right. Irving with us, the beast he was as well. By the way, he was a beast. Yeah, I've heard I've heard the stories and 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 read the bits as well. Um, yeah. Last thing I asked, obviously we we touched a little bit on Darren and um, you know and and how how well things have gone last season. Should the season start at some point for next year, um, how far do you reckon they can go? Again, it, it, listen, that, that, that league comes down a lot, but it does come down to budgets. And, and if he gets a good budget and keeps some of the players that he's, that he's had in place, he's the centre forward he's had on loan from um, the Midlands, Solly Yeah, you know, you keep people like him and, and get your goals. I'd love to see him do well. I really would love to see him get promoted. And for Darren as well, he deserves it. Um, just fingers crossed that, that, that football's allowed to return. And as I say, that the clubs are able to give him, you know, enough enough money to compete with the rest of them. Because there's some big hitters in that league as well now. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed for him and for the guys. And uh, and for Barnett. We'll always have a soft spot. And I, always, I do keep an eye out for him and always look for their results. And always will do. Um, as I say, but, but it's just been nice to it was half as good as it used to be and half as as, as um, fan-based and, and, and integrated and everybody was loving each other. It would be a wonderful thing. So, uh, fingers crossed that that might happen in the future. Okay. And on your list of stuff you've written down, anything we've missed and not gone through? Not that's uh, available before the 9pm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing, no? No, I'm, I'm giving you nothing more. I'll, I'll, I will speak on that night, hopefully, to you guys, and uh, you can you can buy me a beer, and I and I'll open up uh, as I say, because it'll be after nine pm, so you'll be okay. No problem. Then. Excellent. Right. Well, I hope everyone's enjoyed that, um, and uh, so that'll be live on my Facebook. Well, it'll stay permanently on my Facebook page. I'll share it to Gary's as well, so any of your friends that want to have a listen in bits and pieces, that will be uh, able to as well. 